Good morning, church. It's nice to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, I got in this morning and I got teary in the house of the Lord and I thought, what's wrong with me? I'm a bit emotional. And I just realized it's my father's birthday today. And Pastor Frank, come. thank you for coming to just give me a hug at that moment. Because I was just thinking I wish I was home to be with my dad this morning. But I am excited to be in my father's house this morning. Because this morning God has got a word for you. And it's not just a word that you're supposed to hear. It's a word that you're supposed to activate. It's a word that you're supposed to act upon. That is what activation is. It is a word that you need to stick somewhere and see it until you believe it, until unbelief is silenced. Because we have come into a new season as KC City Church. We hear that and it becomes a cliche. But today marks a new beginning in each and every one of us who is in this place. You are here because you have an appointment with destiny this morning. Amen. Amen. Heaven has set this appointment for you, but then it all depends upon you. The prophet of the house spoke earlier. And if you listen to every detail of the words that she uttered upon us, our ears and our spirits were supposed to grab onto that word because it said there is a wind that is coming. It is a wind that is shifting and there is seed being scattered. But we have to be ready. We have to position ourselves. I know there are some of you in our midst this morning. We have this word before and you have put it on the shelf because you have waited and you have been disappointed. But I have come to tell you this morning, if you've been disappointed, take heart. Hope has got to rise. The word of God says hope that has been deferred will cause the heart to be sick. I have come to bring healing to your heart this morning where your heart has been deferred, your hope has been deferred and the heart is sick. I speak healing to your heart this morning because what you are going to do in this new season, you need your heart. You need a strong heart. You need a heart that is expectant. You need a heart that is active. You need a heart that is willing to take it all and not just a little bit but an overflow. Amen? Amen. It's time for overflow. It is time for overflow but we have to get ready. We have to prepare ourselves and we have to know that at the end it will be abundance. There's some of us in this place this morning, we have waited and waited and we think, been there, done that. Well, I've come to say, if you've been there, done that, get ready and do it again. Because the results are going to be different this time. The results are going to be different this time. It's not going to be the same. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. If he begins something, he will complete it. And some of you are looking at me and saying, girl, you have no idea what I lost long time. Well, he is a restorer of the years that the, the summing locusts have eaten. He restores. He is a restorer. My Father and my God, I want to thank you this morning. I want to glorify you that as the word is spoken this morning, indeed it will mark a new beginning in your people's lives. It will quicken their spirit, it will bring healing, and it will bring transformation. Heavenly Father, I pray 
that they will receive the word. They will act upon the word. They will be doers of the word. Lord, I pray for the leadership. That Lord, they will not rest until they see something. They will continue to steer up your people, my God. They will continue to... Push and push until something happens. You said today, you promised us today that there is a wind that is coming. And we are positioning ourselves this morning. This is the last month, last Sunday of the month of May, the month of number five. Grace is upon us this morning. We shut this month today, oh God, and we close it with expectation. We close this month and we shut what happened in the past and behold we look forward to the new things and we position ourselves to do even the things where we were once disappointed because we know that this time is different. We thank you Father. We glorify you Lord that your restoration power is in this place this morning. That your strength to overcome is within us this morning. We thank you that your word says there is this treasure in ethylene vessels that the excellency of God may be seen. Though we are crushed and perplexed, my Lord, we cannot be destroyed because you have placed treasure in us, my King. For those that have been crushed and been perplexed this morning, I pray, my Father, that again they will believe again. That again they will say, I will get up and do it one more time. Once again, I need your touch. Once again, just this one time, Lord, I'm choosing to believe you again. We thank you, Father, and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we open the word of God this morning to Luke chapter 13? Luke chapter 13, from verse 6. Luke 13, from verse 6. If you've got it, hala word. Word. Awesome. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he, had, he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to his keeper of his vineyard, look for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down, why is it using up the ground? But the vine dresser answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it and it will bear fruit. If it does not, after that, you can cut it down. Verse number 10 says, Now he was teaching one of the, in, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. 
and was bent over and could not do, could not raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he said, he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the rulers of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath and said to the crowd, there is six days in which a man ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on, on them and not come on the Sabbath day. Then the, then the Lord answered them and said, hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to, a water, to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, was bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. Amen. The scripture begins with a parable of an owner of a field who goes out to his plant, a particular plant, a fig tree, and he says it's been planted for three years, but no fruit. Three years and no fruit. I have come this morning to tell you that you have been planted in Casey City Church and praise God that you are planted. But being planted is not enough. You have to be fruitful. Being planted means the fig tree was faithful. It is good to be faithful where I am placed, but it is not enough to just be faithful. We are called to be fruitful. We are called to be fruitful. So after three years of being faithful, the fig tree and the owner of the vine comes and said, cut it off. Why should it be cut it off? Because the intention of planting anything is that we may have fruit. And if I am planted somewhere and there is no fruit, everything around me will feel the pressure. Because it's either I am drawing and not giving back. There is a law in the kingdom of God. Whenever we plant, we are supposed to reap. Amen? So God has planted us and he has promised us today that it is a new season. And we are going to see things differently and we need to forget the past. Well, when the vine dresser saw that it was not producing, he made it an executive decision, he said, we are going to cut it off. But, whoa, the vine dresser, the one who used to work on the vine, came in, I would say, with grace. He had grace. He came in and said, give me one more year. Just one more year. Earlier on, I said, just one more time, believe again. And he said, if I fertilize it, if I do all that I need to do to cultivate it and motivate it and inspire 
bear it for just one more year and there is no fruit, then we will uproot it. I've come to tell you, my brothers and sisters, this morning, that of course you've been planted in the house of God. But it's not enough to be planted. It's time for you to be fruitful. Amen? It's time to be fruitful. Because if we are planted and we are not fruitful, I am telling you, when the vine owner comes, he will say, cut it off. That's sad. To be planted in a kingdom where there is abundance and a capacity to have fruit and not have fruit. In Genesis, originally, we are fruit-bearing people. Do you agree with me? We are fruit-bearing people. There are certain fruits that we bear that we are not the producer of those fruits. Amen? I am a bearer of love, but I'm not the producer of love. God produces love and I have to bear it. Amen? I am a bearer of peace, but I am not the producer of peace. God gives me peace so that I can bear peace. Amen? But there is certain fruit that only you can produce. Why? Because God called you and gave you a gift. My brother, when he was sharing communion, he said we all have been given talents and we need to make sure that our talents multiplies. And I have come to tell you that as the fig tree, your fruit is your responsibility to discover what kind of fruit am I supposed to bear. It's not up to our pastors, it is up to me and God. Because the word of God in John chapter 15 said, If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you shall bear fruit. And my father, any branch in you that does not bear fruit shall be cut off. Two scriptures telling us about the cutting off. So there are two types of cutting off that will happen in life. As believers, there will be a cutting off because I am not producing fruit. But there will also be a cutting off which we call pruning so that I produce more fruit. The challenge is any form of cutting is uncomfortable. Whether you're cutting me off because I cannot produce or you're cutting me off because I'm supposed to produce much more fruit, cutting is uncomfortable. Amen? Amen. Some of you are in the season where you're being pruned so that much fruit may come out of you. And some of you are in the stage where you are just about to cut off, but the vine dresser has said, wait a minute, before we uproot this, we need to cultivate. We need to do some stuff and give it one more chance. As I speak to you, you know who you are. You know what type of vine you are. And some of you will go down into the scripture. You are like the woman who has been in the synagogue for 18 years, but the spirit of infirmity has withhold your fruitfulness. But God has come this morning to tell you that you are loosed in the name of Jesus. Because I want to tell you this, that if there is infirmity, 
activity, you cannot be fruitful. Because even if you are fruitful with infirmity, it's contaminated. Nobody wants a fruit that is contaminated. Well, because you have had this infirmity for so long, for some of us, it has become known. But I have come this morning to encourage you that despite the infirmity, there is a God who straightens things out. If you have something in your life that you need to be straightened out, today is your day. He has come here in our midst to straighten some stuff so that there may be fruit in your life. Amen? Amen. It's a season to be fruitful. Church, what we do here on Sunday is just energizing what we have to do in the next six days. If I don't come here, I can't function Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I am not only planted here, but my, my leaves and everything is in the community. And there are people out in the community who would like to chop me, but they are, because I am planted, hallelujah, in the house of the Lord, I know that I will bring my fruit in its season. Why is that important? The root system determines the type of fruit I will get. We come here on Sunday and we are activated and we go to our workplaces. Not all of us can be functioning here. There's very little we can do here, but there's more we can do out in the world. Amen? And some people will never come here. They will never come, but we can go to them because that is our mandate. We had a month of April where our pastor taught us about discipleship, which means he was preparing us to go out. And when we go out, we want to have fruit and much fruit. We come back here and we prune you, we cut you so that there is more fruit. Amen? Amen. It is time that we realize and recognize that the fruit that we have is needed out there. We have the fruits of the spirit. All of us have them. All of them. All of us have them. We can have them and not acknowledge them. I have come to understand that because of the fruit of the spirit, I can enter into certain places and the atmosphere can change. I walk into a place where there is chaos and they go, did you hear what happened? I said, it's going to be okay. How dare you? She says it's going to be okay. Does she know how hard it is? I say, I know it's going to be okay because the prince of peace is here. All right? First of all, like I come as a bearer of peace in this turmoil and this commotion. I bring peace, shalom unto you. And they all go, she's nuts. <laughs> but immediately goes, oh, let's follow her. We like the peace idea because we haven't had peace for a long time. Amen? Those ones, we have them automatically. But there are those ones that are just specific to you, my sister. You are planted... So that we can come and just harvest fruit from you. And the more we harvest, the more you produce. Amen? We can never get apples from oranges, bananas, guavas, variety of fruits. But I want to talk to you this morning about the pruning phase. 
Because some of us, when we are pruned, it is painful. But the purpose of pruning is so that there be more fruit. You are capable of doing more than what you're doing right now. And for those of you who are in leadership, there are certain things you need to let go of. You don't have to do anymore. Let go of it. Because for you to bear much fruit, certain branches that you used to carry, the weight you used to carry, you have to let go of it. Because if you continue with those fruits, with those branches that you don't need for this season, unbeknown to you, this woman was not disabled. She was not disabled. She had a spirit of infirmity that had caused her to bend down. Amen? I want you to listen very carefully. A spirit just attaches itself to you and bears weight on you. A disability means I have a dysfunction in my body and something is not functioning well and then I am crippled by the disability. But a spirit comes and it attaches itself to you and it causes you to malfunction. You get me? Listen very carefully. Because when a spirit comes, sometimes you don't know it has come. Because it comes and it whispers, it's got a voice to say, remember, you can't do that. Remember your pastry? No one in your family has done that. And the more we hear something, the more we believe it. And the more we accept it, the more we become that. And then when I go to the world, to the doctors, they will say it and I, yes. Did your mother have this? Did your grandmother have this? If they did not have it, it's got nothing to do with me. I have tapped into an environment where I have allowed the, allowed the environment and things that have been spoken to take over. Now listen very carefully. We have come to church, some of us, for years. And we have heard whispers about even the leaders or whoever. And we have believed in. And because we believed whatever we had, we cannot function in certain areas. Because that spirit of infirmity has caused you to stoop down. Amen? But I want you to pop up. It's time to pop up. To say, no, no, that could have been your story. That could what have happened here. But I have come and it's a new time. It's a new season. I come with the nine fruits of the spirit. And on top of that, there is one that is particular to me. And I'm going to give out of that. Amen? Amen? Because if we do not acknowledge who we are and what we have, there are spirits looking for a place to inhabit. But I have come to present to you, you have the bigger spirit in you. The spirit that is all-knowing. The spirit that will never fail. The spirit of love, peace, joy. When was the last time you felt the joy of the Lord in your heart? Real joy. I'm not talking about happiness. We live in a world where people are looking for happiness. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. The joy that causes you to dance.
moments when everything is not going alright. The joy that causes you to stand when everything is not going alright. The joy that causes you to walk with your head up high when you know you can't even pay your mortgage. They are coming to collect and you still carry yourself with joy. That's what I'm talking about. People with real joy. Where you smile from inside out. Not the plastic smile as if we've got bottles. We are able to really smile and move our bodies. Right? Amen? That is the kind of joy. The joy that causes your bones to move despite your age. Amen? Amen? Amen. We have that fruit. We do have that fruit. And I have come to say to you this morning, church. I don't know who you are because there are so many types of fruits and vines that I'm talking to this morning. Because each one of you knows where exactly they they are. You could be standing here, sitting here and thinking, I am the one when he got into the synagogue. For 18 years, I went to the synagogue, bent down unable to straighten out. Today God says, I'm straightening out things in your life. I'm straightening things in your life. Are you willing? Are you willing to see things straighten out? Are you willing to see them straighten out? And then there could be some of you who said, I've been planted here for so long. I have tried this and that, but there's no fruit. I'm disappointed. The amount of effort that I put and the fruit that I'm getting is not worth the effort. I have come to say, the vine dresser wants you to have another goal. He wants you to believe again. He wants you to believe again. He wants you to take it now and say this time I'm doing it and I'm not failing because he is divine dresser and if I abide in him and his word abides in him whatever I ask in his name he shall give me and this time I'm not asking any man but I am asking God almighty I am asking him alone so that there may be much fruit and Lord if you are going to prune me I'm willing to be pruned because I want much fruit for this season Fruitfulness should be natural to us. Are you fruitful in your marriage? Let's get personal. Are you fruitful in your work? Are you fruitful in your health? No more barrenness. No more barrenness. No more putting fertilizer and no fruit. Anything that we do should multiply. Everything should multiply. That's a principle in the kingdom. That is a principle in the kingdom. If I do something and I don't see fruit, I either walk away from it or I go back and see where am I missing the plot. Amen? It's time to be fruitful. Psalm 1 from verse 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel. Blessed 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but he delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that he brings forth fruit in his season, and whose leaves shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. Amen? Whatsoever you do shall prosper. Whatsoever, not when you do the, whatsoever. But there are conditions for me to be in that position where that my leaf will not wither. I have to be a man who does not take my counsel from the ungodly. Amen? Amen? My counsel has got to be from those who know the Lord. I don't care whether even if it is your secular job, you need a man and a woman of God who will speak even into the work of your hands. You need that. Why is that important? Because it will determine the type of fruit you will have. Because when you get the right counsel, your fruit, even when drought comes, your leaves will not wither. Amen? And don't sit with the scornful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may have sat with them in the last days, but now you've got to watch them. The ungodly are easy to identify. The scornful are hard. You can never identify the scornful. Because the scornful will sit with you in your meeting as if they are on your team, but inside they are going, oh, watch him. He's not going to make it. She's not going to make it. They will frown. They will lift up their eyes. They will do all these things. And we know in our spirit. We know when we sit with the scornful. Our spirit tells us that that person is not 100% for you. We know it. Well, I've come to tell you it's okay. Shake it off. Move on where you are celebrated. Go to the ones that will say you can do it and they mean it from their heart. Their motive is pure. They are really genuine because in the kingdom of God, there is abundance. And it's okay to be alone for a little while so that you can bear your fruit. You do not want fruit because if you stay with the scornful, you will be like my sister who had the spirit of infirmity. She was not unwell, but the spirit caused her to be unwell. I have come to tell you some of your sicknesses have to go because it's not that you are unwell, but there is a spirit of infirmity that has just been lashing on you for so long and you need to acknowledge it and say, we may have had a good party for a while, but I am loose today. I am not going to continue with you anymore. I refuse because it's my season to be fruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we stand? Whenever we are ready in life. I was raised by farmers. And any time my father's 
main product that he did farming was tomatoes. I don't know what you call it in Australia. Am I pronouncing it right? Tomatoes? Tomato, okay. So my dad was actually called King Tomato. He planted all kinds of tomatoes and get, that's all right. Tomatoes for me. And if ever there was the, the major thing he would hate to come and infect was the red spider. Because once he spotted a red spider, he knew the harvest is polluted. And I remember one year, there was an outbreak. And that outbreak was terrible. And I saw my mom and dad hold hands as they lit their field because they knew the infection would affect the next generation. Today, you may have been serving God for a long time. I want you to think about things that have hurt you, that have caused you to think, I don't want my kids to serve the Lord the way I'm serving. Because today we're going to light it off. It's a new season. You're going to build an same foundation and your sons and your daughters will be fruitful because you have chosen to ignite, put to fire anything that hurt and was not fruitful. And there are some of you, the spirit of infirmity has just held you bound for so long that even the synagogue you know those in the synagogue the leaders of the synagogue didn't even have compassion when she was made whole they were angry that she was whole I have come to say cause them to be angry because you are whole get up from that bed of affliction and walk to those that told you you will never do this thing and say see what the vine dresser has done through that woman who had the spirit of infirmity. And there's some of you who are saying, I've been pruned, I've just been left looking so small, I've lost hope. Well, there's one more chance for you if you allow the vine dresser to cultivate. This is your opportunity. You know, when we fertilize and we prepare, there is one thing that is the most important thing. It is rain. Rain brings life. There is healing rain this morning. If you can close your eyes. There is healing rain in this place this morning. This is your personal time with God. Because for you to be fruitful, it's not up to the pastor, it's not up to your cell leader, it's not up to anyone, it's up to you. Are you willing for the healing rain to come? Are you willing for it to rain this morning upon your situation, upon the dry crevices of your land? Are you willing to see the rain of God bring life? Because his seeds in you have been planted before you were even born. Your mother and father don't even know what your seed is like. But God Almighty knows. 
And today he's saying, will you allow me to water you, my child? Will you give me a chance one more time? Grace is here this morning that you may have much fruit. That you may have much fruit. Healing rain. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, oh God. Let it rain in this place this morning. On our hearts and our minds. On our memory, my King. Oh Father, I speak life, oh God. Oh, I speak to their conscious mind that Lord, that even the subconscious would let go of the past this morning because you say one more yay and there will be fruit and we believe there will be fruit because we are planted by the living waters. We are planted by the living waters. We are planted by the living waters. Father, you know each and everyone in this place. You know where they are dry, but today, Father, I come and I say, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. And Lord, I pray they would not go under the umbrella, but they will play in the rain this morning. They will play in the rain again, O King of glory. Lord, heal them, heal them from past mistakes, past experiences, and let them let go of things, oh God, where they have not been able to trust men again. I pray they will trust again in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Father, I pray that you restore the years that the swarming locusts and the cacaworms have eaten, oh God. Oh, let the rain fall this morning. Let it rain. I want you, even as she ministers and she sings, mean it with your heart to say, Lord, let it rain. 